Hi there, welcome to the Way Beyond Words podcast, hosted by me, Peter J. Ryan, and Abel Z. Each week you will be dropping in a conversation of ours about the techniques, psychology, and philosophy of experiential focusing, and our favorite philosopher, Eugene Genlin. Thanks for joining us. Again, another episode without Abel. And uh, last time I talked a little about um, using focusing in clinical work and, and how to use it in those first sessions when we're getting a feel for what a client needs. And today I'd like to talk a bit about working with children, children who are like seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old, or pretty immature or somewhat traumatized and disrupted 11 and 12 year olds but younger children, people who are not teenagers. One of the things that distinguishes people from about the age of six to 12 is that they experience language in a way that's pretty distinctive from teenagers and distinctive from young children. Kids this age are good communicators. They're effective. They can be very funny and have a great sense of timing. They can have huge, uh, memories for categories and organizational stuff like types of dinosaurs or movies or sports or types of toys. Children of this age think very categorically for the most part. They think in categories and they fill out the categories. And in a way, I think you can we can think of this kind of venting or receiving categories and filling them up to the absolute brimming point, we can think of this as a way of uh, using language to gather up experience in this age, this time of life between six and 12, say. Using language to label, using language to form categories, using language to create comparisons between categories um, whether it's a really young child noticing that, um, I don't know, some fruits have one quality, like having a really hard pit in the middle, and other fruits just have seeds, or some dinosaurs have long necks and some have long tails. This kind of thinking is natural to children, and it's a way of using language to gather up experience in language. One of the things that I've observed over the 30 odd years that I've worked with children is that children use language not just to hold objects and to hold experiences, but they begin to communicate values and what are important to them through language to other people, mostly to adults. I, I think that children, when they start to talk about what's important to them, that they think something is pretty or think something is important or think something is powerful or think something relates to another something, they're generally not looking for validation from other children, but they're looking for validation from adults. So if we just take as a given that school-age children between six and up into the very early teenage years are using language to gather up experience and to compare those experiences to each other, but also using language to seek out 
validation from the adults in their lives, then we can start to see the important role that a therapist plays in a child's life. So when I first meet a child, I don't expect them to tell me what the problem is. I don't expect them to even know what their parents mean when their parents talk about what the problem is. The first thing one starts doing with children is having experiences together. So you can build up a vocabulary of experience together that then you can talk about, and that becomes the basis for trust. And as you start to build up this basis of trust with all these experiences, playing games and making drawings and being silly and telling jokes and sharing stories, a kind of richness creeps into the relationship. And within that richness of that relationship, I think a child begins to feel trusting and more creative and free, and they start to make create connections that they hadn't made before. And that's when they seem to start to mature a bit, to be less of that six-year-old and a little bit more of that seven or eight-year-old, less of that 10-year-old and a little bit more of that 12 or 13-year-old who is coming into being. Building all this trust with a child through having experiences together and endlessly building on that experience, two, you, we can see two different things happening, perhaps, right? One is that they take this experience with us in the during the session, and they are just intuitively, bodily comparing, oh, this experience with this therapist, with what's going on at home. And that produces new meaning and new comparisons, and new things to think about, because now they're comparing this experience with one adult with experience with another adult. And the therapist adult can help them see that distinction, to see that difference between home and the session, or how the session is practice and home is application, or like home things happen and in the session we kind of tell stories about it. Those little differences and connections are really important cognitive maturations for a child. But another thing that's going on is that children intuitively pick up on whether we're enjoying them or not. And if we are genuinely enjoying the child's company, enjoying the games, enjoying the drawing, enjoying all the things we're doing together, their, their trust builds, but also our sense of where they are in the relationship builds too. And usually children are very trusting. And when we, in a session, start to get the sense that the child is continually being defensive or reactive or deflecting or whatever, that begins to tell us that there's something important to pay attention to. So the trust building with a child is kind of building a background or baseline that we can then notice other things against, like mistrust, defensiveness, deflecting, facing out, becoming disorganized, becoming kind of like very much a younger child, clingy or dependent or whatever. And um, it's only by building the trust within the activities and the games and the experiences that we can start to see these other things more clearly. And so with children, it does take quite a long time to get a sense of what's going on because children do not communicate directly through language. They're using language to gather up experience and then have new experiences, 
but young children have not yet matured to the point where they can use language to really express what they're experiencing. Well, that is that from the Experience Studio at Council and Confidence in Doylestown, PA. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Abel. And thank you, Mike Whartonby, for producing this. Join us next week. And in the meantime, have fun.